0: rabbil رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. Allah says in Surah Al-Ahqaf that for those who say their Lord is Allah they say their Master is Allah essentially they're trying their best to live for Allah they say Allah is the, their Lord <speaking in Spanish> so they don't just say it with their words but they also back it up with their actions with their charity, with their lifestyle all of this is encompassed when Allah says, thumma istaqam. So they say their Lord is Allah and then they remain steadfast. They try their best to stay on the straight path. Now, part of that journey, as we all know, there are both ups and downs. But when there are downs, there's tawbah. They're seeking forgiveness from Allah. And then if there's something good, then there's gratitude. There's alhamdulillah. There's thanking Allah for that blessing. So through those ups and downs, we try our best to, to stay not only on the straight path, but to also remain balanced and to remain centered as we try our best to continue down that path. And we ask Allah to help all of us in that regard. Allah mentions these two things, those who say their Lord is Allah and they remain steadfast. Allah says for them, they basically end up in Jannah, they end up in an amazing situation. May Allah make us all from among them. After this general, it's a very broad concept. To remain steadfast It's not too specific. There's this idea, but you don't find a long list of specific action items. What's the one specific action item that Allah mentions after these two ayat? After Allah says, those who they say their Lord is Allah There's no fear regarding them, and they're not going to worry about anything and they end up in Jannah, and you know, may Allah make us from among them. After this, the specific action item Allah mentions is a person being good to their parents, especially the mother. The mother carries the child, that's difficult. The mother delivers the child, that's difficult. The mother nurses the child, that's difficult. Difficulty after difficulty after difficulty. And what perhaps Allah knows best, but scholars have commented that you know, perhaps this is why the Prophet mentioned your mother, your mother, your mother, your father, right, when the man came in and, and asked the Prophet you know, basically, who should I be best friends with? Who's most deserving of my companionship? Who should I be closest with? Who, who should my BFF be? And the Prophet tells the man, your mother, then who? Your mother, then who? Your mother, then who? Your father. Allah knows best, but perhaps some scholars have inferred, that maybe the Prophet mentioned, your mother, your mother, your mother, because there are these three phases that are, that are unique to her. And each one is very difficult in its own way. The pregnancy, the delivery, and the nursing. Difficulty after difficulty after difficulty. And this isn't just, you know, one or two weeks. This is an extended period of time. This is a couple years that we're talking about here of just straight up challenges. And even when you know there might be some relief and there might be good times, it's right back to one, one headache or another, one challenge or another, the fatigue, it builds up, and it's extremely difficult. But when Allah tells us about these difficulties, it's not just for us to think about them and that's it, but for us to be affected by them, for us to be inspired by them. So Allah mentions in general, there are those who say their Lord is Allah, they remain steadfast, they end up in Jannah. And then Allah mentions a specific essential ingredient that's part of a person trying their best to be good with their parents, especially their mother. For those who do that, subhanAllah, Allah appreciates that. Allah loves that so much. Allah says, for those who do that, then for them, their overall grade will be based on the best actions they used to do. So if someone is taking a course and they have a mixture of A's, B's, C's, maybe there are some assignments they completely forgot, so they ended up with a zero because of that. They have every grade mixed in that class, for example. A, B, C, D, F, it's a mixture of all these things. Allah is so appreciative of a person trying their best to be good to their parents, especially their mother. Allah says, for this person, for these people, they will be rewarded based on the best of what they used to do. So Allah loves it so much. If a, even if a person has a mix of, you know, a lot of different grades, a lot of different marks, Allah is saying, for those who do this, then you're going to end up with an A. You're going to be graded based on the best of what you used to do. Allah is aware of the other things, but Allah is saying, this is—it's—it's it's almost like a cheat code, right? Everyone has ups and downs, and you know, good days and bad days, and chances are we're somewhere in the middle where there's this you know, mixture of good deeds and bad deeds, we try our best but chances are it's a mixture. So Allah is telling us, if you want to make it to the top, this is this is a one-way ticket to that station. This will get you there. Just focus on this specific thing and you'll be graded based on the best of what you used to do. I'll give one example and conclude. One time the Prophet ﷺ, so... Again, think of who is saying this to who? The Prophet ﷺ is saying this to Sayyidina Umar who's already one of the Ten Promised uh, promised Paradise. He was very, very, very close with the Prophet. And you notice when you look at Sayyidina Abu Bakr, you look at Sayyidina Umar, that they were so involved in practice. It wasn't just theory and learning, that was definitely there. But that knowledge would be transformative and then actions would be produced thereof as a direct result of that. So one time the Prophet is telling Sayyidina Umar that one day you'll meet a man. The Prophet never met him, but the Prophet knows this from wahi. So the Prophet mentions to Sayyidina Umar that one day you'll meet a man, Awais al-Qarni. And the Prophet describes him. His name is Awais, he's from this tribe in Yemen, he's from this area. And he, you know, by the time you meet him, his condition will be that he'll be healthy, but prior to that... He would have been afflicted with some kind of skin disease, but then he'll be healed and then he'll have a mark like the size of a coin on his hand or his arm. So very, very specific details regarding this person. The Prophet never met him. So the Prophet knows this because of Allah Azza wa Jal. So the Prophet is telling Sayyidina Umar, one day you're going to meet this man, when you meet him, ask him to make dua for you, ask him to ask Allah to forgive you. And the reason why the Prophet mentioned that is because if there's anything we're really going to focus on in our dua, it should be seeking forgiveness from Allah. Because if Allah forgives us, then that facilitates not only ease in this life, but it also facilitates paradise for the person. So Sayyidina Umar, Time passes, time passes. He ends up being Khalifa. So, this is years later. And every year, whenever there would be a delegation from Yemen, he would ask them, Is Awais al Qarni with you? No, no, no. Eventually, the answer is yes. So, he goes and he speaks with him and he asks him, What's your name? Where are you from? And, and you know, did you ever have some kind of skin disease? And what's your condition? And what was so special about this man? What was so special about Awais al Qarni? Why was his rank so high? that the Prophet was telling Sayyidina Umar years in advance, and the Prophet only knew this from Allah Azza wa to ask him for Sayyidina Umar, to ask him to make dua for him. Because this man was good to his mother. This man was good to his mother. He was, his father had passed away, but he was dedicated to the service of his mother. He was poor, he had a very simple lifestyle, but he was good to his mother. So his rank with Allah shot up. It was extremely high. He was not, it's not just that he was good to his mother. He could have gone to meet the Prophet in Medina. He could have gone to attain the rank of officially becoming a companion of the Prophet, a Sahabi. Think of how incredible that honor would be. But he gave that up to stay, to stay back in Yemen to take care of his mother. So he did so, he made that sacrifice. But because of that sacrifice, look at how his rank was elevated by Allah Azza wa Jalla. So Sayyidina Umar ends up having this conversation with him and he basically verifies that it's him. And Sayyidina Umar, he's, he's, he's so moved by this and he asks him to make du'a for him, ask Allah to forgive me. And so he does. And Sayyidina Umar asks him, you know, where are you going? He says, I'm, you know, I'm moving to this area over here. And Sayyidina Umar asks him like, okay, can I write to the governor to make sure that you're taken care of? And he says, no, I'll, I'll be okay, I'll be fine. So you also notice the sense of richness in his heart. This is one of the secrets of someone trying their best to be good to their parents, but especially their mother. That Allah gives you a richness in your heart that that nothing else can compare to. You're not necessarily going to be caught up in keeping up with the Joneses. There's no need for that. I already have this richness in my soul. There's nothing wrong with getting a new phone or a new car or a new house. All that is good. Just keep it halal, inshaAllah. But the point is, in the heart, in the soul, there's a deep sense of richness because of the quality of the work put in for the sake of Allah. So we ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to gather us with the Prophet, with Sayyidina Umar, and Awais al Qarni in Paradise. We ask Allah to help us to try our best to be good to our parents, especially our mothers. We ask Allah to bless all of our mothers, to protect them, to forgive them. And we ask Allah to gather all of us in Paradise. <inaudible>